This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce. Hiya, Jay. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm okay. Yourself? Uh, Not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. That's good. You're looking good. Thank you. Just thought thought I'd throw him with that. Uh, Not looking good, though, is Joe Rimmer. Hi, Joe. He's got his scrub on today. He's got a little baby at home. He is looking very casual, though. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? Dressed down Friday. Yeah, I do this every Friday, and everyone acts, like, surprised. I always wear... Jeans I don't on remember a Friday. there being an email going around saying it was dressed up. I just Friday. do what I want, don't I? It was, it was only ever you and Greg, wasn't it? Yeah. You and Greg were yeah. the solid out. Potty mouth rimmer. Yeah. And, uh, and Grotty Greg. Yeah. Grotty Greg. Yeah. Your oh. nickname for him. Anyway, very, all, very pleased. also with us is the tallest member of the sports desk, Paul Ghost. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Hello, Ian. How are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. See, I, I don't have anything. I don't have, I, know, I don't have anything bad to say about Paul. He's, he's a good egg. He's a lovely fellow. If, if, a, if a, you'd be a very large egg, though, wouldn't he? Wouldn't What's be a it like medium one. <laughs> 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 likes of me, James, will never know. <laughs> get on the, get on the on James <laughs> Anyway, James, you were at Melwood early today to uh, witness Jurgen Klopp talking about uh, previewing the game against Crystal Palace on Saturday at Anfield. And uh, he had something interesting to say about Trent Alexander-Arnold, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think obviously earlier on in the week it came out that uh, Liverpool were fully expecting to be without Trent for three or four weeks. Um, and Klopp surprised people by saying he hadn't completely ruled him out of the visit of, uh, of Crystal Palace on Saturday, although... We're not going to see Trent Alexander-Arnold play against Crystal Palace on Saturday. That's that's pretty clear. He hasn't trained all week, but um, I understand that it's not. The information is that it's not as bad as originally feared. It was only a tweak of ligaments in his in his knee, um, and obviously with the eleven day gap between Saturday and the visit at Leicester, um, he could potentially be back for then. Um, depends how he responds to treatment between now and then. But um, yeah, it's certainly looking a lot more positive for Trent. Than it did at the, the start of the week, and you know, decent news in general as well. With Klopp confirming that Lovren's still on course to be back um, for that game against Leicester. Obviously, Joel Matip has got another full week training under his belt. I think he, he must have a great chance of coming into the side on on Saturday. Lalana back in in full training as well. He said Gomez improving a lot. Um, wasn't wouldn't put a time scale on that, but you know, again, Liverpool aren't going to be without him for many more games, so. Yeah, the uh, the picture was pretty positive in terms of the, the fitness side of things. And uh, Trent, obviously, a lot of people forgetting that he actually got the injury before the Brighton game. Then he played the full ninety minutes, so it can't have been too bad. No, and Klopp was asked, you know, do you think he made it worse by playing? Because I think, you know, he obviously, he had, yeah, he, he had that issue in the warm up, and but Klopp, Klopp said no, absolutely. He said, he said, you know, it, it's 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 what he did before the game, but it didn't it didn't have any impact. He said he was able to get through. 90 minutes it just doesn't make sense to to risk it until it if, if there's any discomfort there so just a a minor problem and obviously he needs a short-term fix which I'd imagine will probably be James Milner. I mean Joe when the news came out earlier this week that Trent was certainly going to be missing at least one game there was this kind of on social media a lot of Liverpool fans just went into meltdown just basically saying why did we let Nathaniel Klein go why did we do this that and the other do you think, think it's people just overreacting to no people overreact pe- yeah. on social media yeah well yeah <laughs> people just overreacting somewhat to an injury tale even if it had been four weeks I mean it could it could still be you never know that's still in like three or four games and is that yeah. worth getting a, you know there are quite a lot of other options for Liverpool I think you forget at the moment that there's only 
what, so there's an 11 day break between Palace and Leicester. So yeah, I think it would have been, they missed maybe three games at the most, four possibly. Um, so look, I no one was really bothered about Klein until then, were they? So I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think. I think it was an overreaction. Liverpool have got plenty of options at right back. Gomez is on his way back. Fabinho can play there. <laughs> Milner played very well there. So um, I don't think there was anything to worry about really. Um, and it, but it is good news that Trent's going to be back sooner because he is a natural fit there and he's played very well. So yeah, yeah, that's it. Gorsty, were you were you concerned when the news came through? Uh, no, no, not particularly. I mean, it was a bit of a blow, wasn't it? But I think if you look at the, as Joe says, the right back options, the, there's plenty there. And another one that's that hasn't been mentioned is Henderson as well, because I think he's played as a right wing back before, hasn't he? Under was it Kenny Daglish? That yeah, was a very he, long time yeah, ago, though. And he, he didn't know, do particularly well. He's got, there, he's got the energy, hasn't he, to to get up and down the flank. So he'd be even be another option if Klopp needed it, but. Um, I didn't even mention Camacho then. Yeah, Any, no did you mention Fabinho? Fabinho? He could be well. Yeah, yeah, did, 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 did mention Fabinho. Um, Fabinho seems the natural <laughs> one, doesn't he? Seeing as he plays there for Brazil. So a lot of people seem to be leaning towards Milner, but I think that might be because Fabinho's been really, really good in midfield, hasn't he? And, and very good at centre-back, to be fair to him. So there are options there for Klopp, and it's not like it's going to be for the next six months. It's As Joe mentioned, it's going to be, what, three games at most. So... I'm not overly concerned. Crystal Palace are home. Their best players, Wilfred Zaha, could could play on the left, but might play more central. Um, but I'm not overly concerned. Would you be worried, James, at Milner against Zaha if it does end up being there? No, not particularly. No, um, I think Milner has shown that he can do a job on either on either side. Um, he'd be my pick because I think I just think Fabinho's been in that you know in such good form and so influential wherever he's played the last five or six weeks that I think. You know, especially with Wijnaldum struggling, um, you know, I don't think it would make sense to take any risk with Wijnaldum. Uh, and obviously, if you, I think if Milner's doing a job for you at right back, then I think you need Fabinho um, playing centre midfield alongside Henderson on Saturday. There was a, a few more injury updates, James, from Jurgen Klopp uh, concerning Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and Ryan Brewster. There was, yeah, um, probably yeah, a mixed bulletin on those two in terms of uh, Klopp saying Oxlade-Chamberlain. Continuing to go from strength to strength in terms of his rehab, um, you know, it was pretty chipper. Said that uh, you know he, he fully expects Oxley Chamberlain to be back before the end of the season. I think a couple of weeks back he, he intimated that it could be late Feb, early March before, uh, when he's back full training, and then obviously he'd need I don't know maybe two three weeks after that. Um, you feel as though Klopp's, Klopp's getting a little bit. He, he's very mindful of the fact he could be getting a little bit carried away because he's quite excited at seeing that the progress from Oxley Chamberlain has perhaps been a bit yeah. quicker than people may have yeah, thought. Yeah, I think yeah, Klopp joked didn't he that um, you know that he'd, he'd kind of put pressure on the medical department by by talking about Oxley Chamberlain a few weeks before. But I think it's just a sign of how desperate he is to get him back. He, he knows you know how influential Oxley Chamberlain was after that difficult start to his Liverpool career, and knows what a difference he could make at such a crucial stage of the season. You know, having that you know game changing midfielder who um, has that ability to play the the killer pass. Um, so yeah, good news on him. Not so good on Rian Brewster. Um, Klopp saying that he'd had a small procedure um, that had effectively ruled out hopes of seeing him play before the end of the season. But um, it's only you know he said he's still working outside with the medical team. It's not like he's you know. Back, back on the treatment table for months or whatever but I think they're just being really really cautious with him it was such a serious injury doing his knee and his ankle the, the manner he did you know just over a year ago um, so you know I think it, it was always going to be a long shot whether he'd see Rian Brewster 
in a Liverpool shirt this season because you know, aside from being out for so long, you know, he's never played at yeah. this level before. He's so different to Oxlade Chamberlain, but um, you know, it probably does make sense not to put him under any pressure in terms of a comeback date and just say to him, get yourself ready for, for uh, pre-season in July. Wasn't Brewster on the bench the last time Liverpool lost at home yeah, in the league? That was. was the Crystal Palace game, wasn't it, too? Well, that's the only t- is that the only time April he's been on there? 2017. Certainly the first yeah. time, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 I think it, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, obviously you know, every, everything he touched turned to gold, didn't it, for a mm. while with winning the golden boot at the Under-17 World Cup and um, and then, you know, a massive, massive setback. But, uh, you know, he's... I think Klopp couldn't have shown him any more in terms of how highly he rates him in terms of, you know, as soon as he did his knee injury playing for the under-23s, he, Klopp was adamant he did all his rehab at Melwood. Um, you know, when you know you go back to what was it last summer when Brewster was talking about potentially going to the Bundesliga and clubs were sniffing around, in particular Mönchengladbach. You know, Klopp was maf- massively influential in that in terms of convincing him that his future lay at Anfield. Joe, are you uh, looking forward to having the Ox back? I know you love calling him the Ox. He Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't wait to get Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain back. I'm, I actually, What's his name, sorry? Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. <laughs> I'm very excited about it, actually, I, I have to say. Um, are you still worried about Navigator, by the way? Yes. Well, yes. Uh, it, well this is that's talk, what made me ask he, you the question. Nabi Keita, you know, you expected Nabi Keita to sort of fill the gap that Oxlade-Chamberlain had left with his injury, and, and he hasn't done so. That's probably made me more excited to see him back. He was so good, wasn't he, when Liverpool were um, winning those games in Europe last season. And I think he, he adds an extra dimension to Liverpool's midfield. And, and it's funny because you think throughout the season, Liverpool have been quite lucky with injuries up until probably around now. Um, you know, Man City have had a few and other sides have had a few, but but nobody's had a, a, this, an injury this bad and Oxlade-Chamberlain to miss most of the season. It's been a real blow for Liverpool and I think it hasn't this them, them. Hasn't, sorry, hasn't this then been Liverpool's big injury losses? The yeah. one that they, so you were saying they haven't suffered any new injuries, well, but they've, it's but, this but they've had been, one yeah. massive injury, haven't they? And, and they've missed him for the entire season, whereas other teams have had people out one or two weeks or, or a month here and there. But you know that has been a real miss for Liverpool you know, at times, especially earlier in the season when we were looking at the midfield and asking questions of it. It would have been great to have Oxlade-Chamberlain there and it, it's probably had more pressure on the likes of Cater. Um So can't wait to have him back, really. I think it's kind of been underplayed as well, but because obviously Liverpool have been doing so well in the Premier League. But if you think of the amount of talk that's been about Kevin De Bruyne and, and how much football he's missed, I think he's only started one or two Premier League games. Um, Oxley Chamberlain offers something similar, doesn't he? Yeah. In, you know, in terms of uh, the attacking midfield position, so he has been a big miss. And as Joe mentioned earlier in the season, when Liverpool kind of limping through games and getting through them 2-1 or 1-0 or whatever it may be and there was the questions over the midfield wasn't there and, and Oxley, it was screaming out for Oxley chamberlain to basically be in be in that three and, and provide the energy and the, the dynamism that, that he can and he hasn't been able to so to have him back would be a great boost and um, I think I, I thought actually he was in the form of his of his whole career before yeah, he got injured yeah, um, obviously being at Arsenal he'd always wanted to play centre mid and he was playing right wing left wing Right back, left wing back, and he's finally getting the chance to show what he can do in central central midfield. And it was such a cruel blow for him to be ruled out for so long after that injury at Roma. So it'd be great to see him back and, and see what he can contribute between now and May. Now, James, we're going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Do you believe, or do you think there's any credence in the suggestion that the combination of Shakiri doing better than perhaps anybody expected 
and Oxley chamberlain coming back perhaps earlier than anybody expected, or at least on target to, has perhaps thought, you know, Klopp's thought, I don't really need to make a move in January for any kind of offensive midfield, because he did want to sign an attacking midfielder last summer, we all know that. Yeah, but then I think if he, you know if he was that desperate for an extra one, then he would have, you know, he would have sought a, uh, an alternative to Fakir last summer when you know that that deal broke down early enough in the window for him to go after another one. He he decided not to, and I think, um, yeah, you know, I, I never thought he would sign anyone in January. To be honest, I think you know, there's always a clamour, isn't there, when the windows when the January window comes around, but. You know, I think the way that Klopp is, you know, he always talks about how at the start of every season you make this kind of, you know, a contract with each player that they're going to be here for the season, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't very often look to break that. You know, he put his faith in these this group of players to see him through. You know, last January was different because you had the Coutinho situation where he was adamant that he wanted out, and Klopp and the owners decided it was just too big a headache to to go on with that. So you know they. They felt as if their hand was forced, and then obviously you had Van Dijk coming in, but that was essentially linked because Liverpool had obviously tried and failed to get him the previous summer, and were almost paying like a a five month penalty for that for that deal failing to happen. So you know, in general, Klopp doesn't look to strengthen, does he? In in January, um, you know, the debate will rumble on, and you know, who knows? You know, if something did happen in terms of a serious injury or you know whatever in the next couple of weeks, he might have to reassess, but. As it stands at the moment, I think he's genuine when he says he's more than happy with what he's got and he thinks this is a squad good enough to, to last the pace. It is interesting because I think where would that number 10, in inverted commas, where, where would that fit in in terms of if you have Oxlade-Chamberlain fit with Shaqiri now playing and Liverpool changing the formation slightly to get Shaqiri in the team? If if Naby Keita was playing playing anything like what we expected where would he have fitted I think they might just rotate though then you've got a front four you've got a front four of all of equal kind of level that they would move them around a little bit because still at the moment it's still the front three and then it depends on who you're playing you might put Mm. Shaqiri in there you might put an extra person in midfield but Mm. if you've got Oxlade-Chamberlain back and you've got another attacker midfield if if they decide to do that next summer I don't know but it kind of gives you them options that that's the one area, funnily enough, that's the one area that if Liverpool do get one or two injuries, then they are going to struggle a little bit. Well, I think it's more important that they, they buy a forward. Because I think when you say a forward, do you mean a forward forward? or A, a forward, forward forward, a striker. A striker, because, a striker because or... that's where you, you could rotate and that's where they need options, isn't it? Because So you want to see a striker in the mould of, say, Sturridge, rather than a forward in the mould of Firmino and Salah? <sighs> no, no, a forward in the, in the mould of Firmino and Salah. But that that's different from a, a number 10, isn't it? You know they they play further forward again, and you know the problem with storage, I think, is he is sort of a traditional striker and doesn't quite fit fit in. So when he starts games, I think Liverpool aren't as effective. And uh, but that's the, that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Because where do you find a forward that plays anything like them? It's it's very difficult. And um, you know these people say like Timo Werner, well, does he play in that? mould and that style? He seems to me he, just he a, kind of reminds he's a bit of a wanderer, isn't he? Does he? Werner. Does he? Because he's got Whenever blonde hair. Him. No, he just seems to be a little bit of everything, but not excelling at any particular trait. He obviously knows where the back of the net is, but he, ju- he just kind of reminds me of, of a Torres. I, I don't think he's as good as, as Torres was, because, you know, how great a striker he was 10 years ago. But, but Tor- Torres was a, a centre-forward in a traditional mould. He could never play any other position, could he? He wasn't going to come and run back and, and play the way Firmino or Salah does at times, was he? I think it's awkward, isn't it? I think for Klopp, when when you when you're thinking about strengthening that forward line in the summer, because 
if you're if you're a player looking at coming to Liverpool, you almost know you're not going to yeah. play regularly, isn't it? So, well, maybe unless you buy, buy somebody of very high quality, you can then become somebody who does rotate. But then, but then do, you're talking but, 70, 80. Well, exactly. Then does it? But I don't think he's going to do that, is it? Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I don't think that's really the the Klopp way because you know that's such an established front line, isn't it? And it's you know, touch wood. Firmino, Salamane don't get injured, do they? They, they yeah. play a ridiculous number of games. So, you know, any player looking at that, it's not like, you know, you, Aguero misses a fair bit of football, doesn't he, at City? And certainly I think at the moment there's far too much of a drop-off. Like, if one of those front three aren't there and you've got Sturridge or Origi, I'd say the golf in class is is too great. But certainly a huge, certainly vastly different to City when, you know, Gabriel Jesus has, what, got 13, 14 goals this season? Hmm. Um, they were all against Burton, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's got more than Huddersfield. <laughs> But that, it is difficult, isn't it? Because uh, the, there's, there's some sign language going on. <laughs> it is difficult because I, I think City have almost got the perfect player there. Yeah. He came in when he was like 19. Um, he was probably happy to, to, to sort of play yeah. second fiddle to, to Aguero and, and force his way in that way. Whereas, yeah, you've got to try and find a player like that who's perhaps young enough to not play every single week, but good enough to when, when yeah. he does yeah. to make is, an impact. Is this maybe what Klopp thinks Brewster might end up becoming? Certainly in the short term. I think it's more the more the long. Well, I mean, well, short yeah, term yeah, in short terms term of the, in the short, next yeah, couple of years, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah but the, you know, if you fast forward to July, and I know obviously a lot of things can change between now and then, but so if they're saying now that Brewster won't be fit essentially mm. till then, you can't go into next season with what you know, eighteen-year-old kid who's never played at the highest level, saying he's the backup striker, and then you factor in the fact that Sturridge won't be there anymore, barring like something dramatic happening. You know, Origi. He'll leave when his contract expires. I think Origi will probably go as well. Um, so I think he needs at least one, if not two, attacking players in the summer. Whether that's out and out, one out and out centre forward, and one kind of general attacker who can play, you know, across the three positions. Does the change to a four-two-three-one though make it a little bit easier for him to attract somebody who is centre forward because Solari's playing basically as a central striker, and Firmino's still in that team and he's playing in a central position. So there's the scope for maybe Mike. Play Salah out out wide right, wide wide right even. It's easy for you to say. You know, does that does that open up a few more possibilities? Because this time last season, everybody knew Liverpool played four three three, and any striker coming in, you as James said, they were never going to play. I, th- I think if anything, it makes it more difficult though, because now Klopp's got the option of playing Salah or Firmino as a number nine. So if someone coming in has got to wrestle the way past those two rather than yeah. just Firmino, who was playing central every every week, wasn't he? And Salah was on the right, so. If anything, it makes it more difficult. Yeah, tell, so, uh, tell you a player that I I think could fit in at Liverpool and play across the front line. Zaha, it's quite a good player and you think he scores superb, goals. Yeah, and, and I think he's right across the front line. Sixty million plus, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. That's yeah. The, the, the conundrum. Well, also, would he? You know, his experience at Manchester United, would he really fancy it at a big club? Five years ago now. Well, I don't know, but if he doesn't, then you've got to question his ambition, well, that, haven't you, a little bit? That's the whole point. You, yeah. you need players who want to test yeah. themselves. I've like seen this. an interview with Zaha a few weeks ago on Sky, and he, he was very much talking about how settled he was in, in um, is it South London Palace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very settled. Um, it, was, it was where he grew up, and it was his home, and he couldn't really imagine bringing his kids up anywhere else. Um so I think that's what I think he's just a good fit for Crystal Palace, but he's certainly too good to be playing for them for too long. Could he go to Chelsea then? Somewhere like Perhaps, that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the other London teams. They just signed Pulisic. Mm, interesting. Yeah. 
Good uh, points made. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> James, you were certainly on, on Twitter said something. I think you wrote a piece on him as well. Harry Wilson scored another goal yeah. uh, in, in midweek for Derby against Southampton. They won on penalties, didn't they? He'd but, gone off by that point, hadn't he? Yeah, but he, you know, he triggered the fight back. They were 2 0 down. Was it, the, was it a keeper error? Dead and buried. The, keeper the error. Free kick? Yeah. I don't know. It's difficult. It was when well it struck, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, he well scored. Struck. He scored more and goals from outside the area. Than, twice as many. Is it twice than this season, isn't it? Than, than anyone else in English the football. Top four divisions, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, is he somebody that Liverpool should be looking at? I mean, it's one of these ones where he's gone out, done very well in in, in search of football. It, you know, he's done the best he could possibly be at, at Derby, certainly with all these goals that he's scoring. But is this a case of Liverpool getting his value up so they can sell him, or genuinely? He can come back and then have a run and see whether he can play in the first team. Because if you're Harry Wilson, you've just had an entire season of playing all the time, admittedly in the Championship. But do you really want to come back to Liverpool and then be told, right, you're on the bench for most of these games unless one of these front three or four get injured? Yeah, I think I think a lot will depend on pre-season. I think he'll he'll definitely come back to Liverpool and do pre-season there, and then it's up to him to to, to prove himself to Klopp. I don't think he could have done any more over the course of this season than than what he has done. You know, Klopp spoke at the start of the season when he when he spoke about justification for sending him out that he just felt for his development it would be so much better for him to go and play in a tough league week in week out um than to stay around as a squad player and you know he probably would have probably would have played in the league cup and the FA cup and he would have played two games essentially um and he's done brilliantly at derby you know I must admit watching him come up through the youth levels you know it, it almost looked too easy for him at under 23s football but you did wonder whether he, he always seemed quite slight and the, the question marks about him weren't so much his talent or his attitude. It was more, could he handle the physicality? The game's changed now, but, though, hasn't it? You don't have to be. Yeah, but I think well, also big... he's proved he's proved that beyond any doubt now to play the number of games he has done in the championship. I think, was he got 11 goals, three assists? Um, you know, he, he's, 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 he's proved that he, that he can do it at that level. And I think, I, I always think, I think if he wasn't a Liverpool player already, then we'd be talking about him as would he be someone that Liverpool should be looking at, and I think he would because he's been one of the best attacking players in the Championship. Would, would Liverpool season. really be doing? Would people really be saying? I think that he about? would. The, the age he is, with oh, the talent he's got, difference of opinion. Here. I think yeah. we, James and I had a, a bit of it. Did we have a debate about Wilson one time for it? You're not, we, you're we, not we were forced. I'm not, no, I'm not, it's not that I'm not having an enforced just, debate. Did you say a forced debate? <laughs> I think Ian Kroll forced us into having a debate one time, and I'm pretty sure it was about Harry Wilson, but um, on video. But yeah, no, I am. I just don't think... I think they'll sell him in the summer. I think that this is just get get his value up. I just think there's a massive difference between scoring goals for Derby and the Championship. He scores goals wherever, he's, wherever level he's played at, he's scored goals, though. That's Whatever true, level, international loads, level. You get loads of players like that. The second level, isn't it? Yeah, That's yeah we still score goals at international level for Wales. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I just don't... I don't think that translates to scoring goals for Liverpool in the Premier League. And you think about it, he takes a lot of free kicks. He won't take a free kick at Liverpool. We'll get near a free kick at Liverpool. Hang on, Trent, hang on, Trent Alexander-Arnold takes the free kicks, and he's a young lad. Yeah, but he's good, isn't he? <laughs> but no, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't mean. That. Look, I hope Harry Wilson does make it, but I, I wouldn't See, be shocked if he's sold in the summer, and everyone's like, why, have they, why have they sold him? He, he goes to like I don't know, Crystal Palace, and scores six goals, and 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 that's that's him. I, you know, I, I, sorry, I'm sorry to to write him off, but I just, I, I just. I've just got that feeling. No, I, I, I 100% agree. I've seen him quite, some, quite no, a few times this season. <laughs> um, so you, don't, you, you, do not, you do not believe he can be a viable alternative on the bench next season? This is bearing, know, like, this I, is bearing I, I, in mind I, I, that Harry Wilson himself might just go, well, I don't want to be on the bench. I'm, I'm off. See ya. 
Okay, well, I, I don't watch Derby every week, but I've seen him a couple of times on, on Sky, and I've seen seen a couple of games where he's played for Wales, and I'm not sure his overall game mm. is suited for a team who could be Premier League champions next season or who, who finish runners-up or... Now a team who've got serious aspirations of being one of the best teams in the world. Um, I just just don't see he catches the eye with his free kicks and he scored some incredible goals. There's no denying that, but I think I agree with Joe. I think Liverpool's just trying to get his value up, and I can see him being at Leicester in uh, in, in July. Yeah. Well, this is slightly improving going from Crystal Palace <laughs> to Leicester. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll come back to James now. Where do you see him? Where do you see him? Where do you see him next season? Then? <laughs> um, well, I hope he'll be part of Klopp's squad. I think because as we said, do you think he owes on, it to himself? Do you think he owes it to himself if he gets the opportunity to at least hang around for six months and see what happens? I don't know about six months. I think pre-season or tell him. Well, he's not going to play any games then, is he? I'm on about pre-season. I'm on about Harry Wilson. He's not going to play for the first team in that time, is he? I'll see what he means. So, so, so stay around the squad. What do you mean in the friendlies? Yeah, they're not proper games, are they? No, I about when the season starts. No, it gives you an indication of is where it, you are going to feature yeah. in the plans it, for the Why are you so ahead? confused by what James is trying to say? No, he's, quite... cause he's to be confused by what I'm saying. He'll, I'm he'll saying, play in the Carabao Cup, won't yeah, he? I'm saying, oh. if you... saying, he's not going to leave it till Christmas, is he? If no. Klopp said to him, this is your no. role this season, you're going to be playing in the League Cup, then I think he'll go, all right, well, thanks ever so much. Well, yeah, that's... I'll yeah. take my chances elsewhere. But what happens... Palace. What happens if Klopp says... Yeah, you're going to be in my first team squad. You're going to be in and around. It's up to you to try and force your way through, which is yeah. another way of saying you're only playing in the League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it, no, because that, that's essentially where Shakiri started this season, isn't it? You know, he, he didn't. Yeah, but Shakiri is a Switzerland international who scored in about two or three yeah, World but Cups. Still, he still started the season not in the starting lineup, and then through his own brilliance, forced his way in hmm. and almost triggered this change of formation to accommodate him. Um, Does I'm, what? I'm not saying Wilson's capable of, of doing that because he's, I don't think he's in the same. Bracket as Shakiri, but you know that's that's. I think a lot a lot will depend on pre-season because what what other players do Liverpool sign attacking wise? If Sturridge does leave as expected, if Origi goes, then then suddenly you know they, those attacking options, you know, you know Wilson could find himself almost the next in line. But you know if Klopp thinks there's better quality out there that that he can bring in, and then suddenly there's three, four, five ahead of him in the pecking order, then. Of course, Liverpool will probably cash in. He'll probably want to go, and they'll make an absolute fortune on on the on what they paid for him. Because I think with what he's done this season, you know, if Solanke's worth nineteen million, then <laughs> Wilson's worth at, at least that, and probably a bit more. I'd love to have seen him out on loan in the Premier League and seen how yeah, he'd gone. I'd, I'd been fascinated. If you loan to him, see. loan him to a Premier League team. Otherwise, what, but, what's the point? He learned nothing it, but, from playing in the but Championship. But don't you think he has learned something from playing in the Championship with Derby because of the way that they play under Frank Lampard? I think, I think they will. He will learn something. I just don't think. I, I don't think I, I'm learning that yeah, much about him. I mean, like he obviously would have learned to, to play week in week out in a really difficult league. But Liverpool learned nothing from seeing him perform well in the second tier, have they? I reckon they have because he's never played at that level before regularly. I know, but plenty of players score, score goals in the Championship. Well, they picked up they technically picked up Andy Robertson from the Championship. Admittedly, he'd played in the Premier League, and Juan Alden was from a relegated no, team. No, they got relegated. Well, that's, and a very, that's a very technicality there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a typical Doyle headline, isn't it? Very, very, no, no, but I don't, don't accept that. It's just not true. But if Tammy Abraham was scoring goals in the Championship now, he scored 25 goals in the Championship, and Liverpool went out and bought him. He was 22 years old. Everyone had shrug their shoulders and say why the hell did they but if Dominic Solanke was out on loan scoring goals in the championship I'd still be shrugging my shoulders and saying no they should sell him I, I, I really? Think, yeah I think so Yeah, he scored 20 odd goals yeah because it's a championship 
Okay, well, how many players have scored 20-odd goals in the Championship this season? I don't know. I don't follow follow the, the, the stats that... But I don't think that... We've seen so many players in history score goals in the Championship. We don't get excited about it, do we? Well, most of them come up and get decent careers in the Premier League, don't they? And they score they do, eight goals in the Premier League and go straight back down. Bielsa did his own uh, little dossier <laughs> yeah. on Harry Wilson. That's enough for me. No, <laughs> he also did one at Oldham United. Did you see that? Whatever team that is. Instead of Oldham Athletic, <laughs> yeah. he said it at Oldham United. <laughs> the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Now, Paul, we did a, a story earlier this week where we had a look at every single Premier League team and whether there was a player that Liverpool should look to try and yes. sign or a preferred person that they'd like to sign in the, in the summer. I mean, was there any that stood out that were actually viable? Because obviously, you know, we did, you know, for example, Manchester United, I said Paul Pogba, but there's nil chance of that happening. But that just got us talking now because there was quite a lot of these wide players like Damari Gray at, at Leicester and Zaha got mentioned at Crystal Palace and I think there was one or two others. I'd, lo- I'd love Wilf- Wilfred Zaha at Liverpool, I'd, but I'd, I just think he'd cost too much for a for a squad player. Essentially, um, might he back himself to, to get in the team ahead of Sadio Mane? He might do uh, for his own, you know, confidence outlook. But looking around, it, it's it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, the, there's, Liverpool are going to be in the hunt for a striker aren't they, in the summer, and I think that's quite exciting for supporters because you know. You, when you sign a striker, you, you think, oh, what are they going to be like? And it is the position where you kind of get a little bit, you, you run ahead of yourself, don't you? And you think, how good's this fellow going to be? So I think that that's something for the pool fans to kind of look forward to. But it's difficult recruiting the standard now for the pool because they are trying to be one of the best teams in the world. So that brings its own pressures and its own challenges. And it also means that recruitment has to be spot on. And, and largely it has been for a good couple of years now. But if you you get one wrong and, and you're forty million down the pan and, and the player isn't good enough, James is a left-footed forward. I somebody to put Sadio Mane under pressure. Is that perhaps the one thing that Liverpool do need? Don't know, I really thought about it. <laughs> well, I'm asking you to think about it now. Well, Sadio Mane is uh, right-footed, though, isn't he? Yeah, but he plays on the left. Yeah, and there's no one who. If Sadio Mane is injured, uh, Mane, Mane is injured. Who plays? He, he played Cater on the left, didn't he? Ever well, he's not. Like, you see what I mean? So this is the point. He, this is the point. So who can play there? Yeah, but is I'm that sure. an area that they, you, you should be looking at? Yeah, probably. Now you mention it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't. I don't necessarily think that Sadio Mane needs to be put under pressure. I think, they I all need like, to be put under pressure, James. No, but They're not like, resting I mean, on their laurels. Yeah, but by saying that, you almost suggest that he's not. You, know, you could. I don't think you could. I wouldn't necessarily say Liverpool should be looking to upgrade in that area. I never said that. that. A, I said put under it's pressure. An, it's another option. Don't try and put words in my mouth, James. You just, you need... I think that's why Shaqiri was signed though, to, for, to fill in across the front three whenever he could. Yeah, and he's can, kind of, he can do. He's popped up yeah. on the he's, other side. He's forced his way in well. through his own performances, hasn't he? Yeah. Don't forget they got Harry Wilson okay. as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Joe Cohen, Top goal scorers yeah. in the championship. Yeah. Sorry, Tammy Abraham, like I mentioned, sixteen goals. Billy Sharp, sixteen goals. Neil Mpay, Mpay, fifteen goals. <laughs> Timo Pucky, fifteen. You're goals. just making Dwight, these Dwight Gale, fourteen. Should, should Liverpool sign all these? Do well, they should sign Dwight Gale to stop him from Came scoring against them because he tends to do goals. that quite a lot. Lewis Grabman, fourteen goals. Che Adams, for. I mean. So what on, are we I saying? That what we're saying then is if Liverpool are to sign somebody and you don't want them to, to keep Harry Wilson, it looks like it's going to be somebody from abroad again. Probably, yeah. Probably someone who's at a higher level than, than a lot of them. And, and unfortunately, Harry Wilson. I Is there a don't... slight concern then that Liverpool seems to be letting go quite a lot of English players? No, I'm not concerned at all about any of that. Are you not concerned <laughs> by that? It's never particularly worried me. Well, I, mean, I, I, I wish they'd kept Dominic Solanke because yeah. he was English. 
Well, Sturridge is going to go. Solanke might. I can't stand seeing Egyptians scoring goals for the pool every week. As long as I build This is my whole point. No, this is my whole point. As long as I pull a point. Well, no deal. This Liverpool, is my whole no point. deal Brexit. Liverpool can't pay the players. That was on the side of his back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my whole point, though. What if, what if something does happen and they get rid of quite a lot of English players? Well, no, as long as they know that they can comfortably fulfil the requirements for the whole of homegrown players and stuff, then that's not a problem. Well, Harry Wilson's a homegrown player. Okay, he's not English, but Matty Bankar's being British. What point are you trying to make it? <laughs> I'm just doing my normal thing. I'm just coming out with something, making you like, moving the conversation along. That's, that's the whole point of the whole <laughs> I should learn something from this, Joe. Rubbish. Oh, right, one British player who is going to be sticking around Liverpool for a while is Andy Robertson-James. He signed a contract Nicely in done. the week. Oh, thank you. Um, Seamless. Yes. Um, is he somebody that... Perhaps has taken everybody by surprise, even Jurgen Klopp and possibly even himself by how well he's done over the past 12 months. Yeah, I think so. When you look at, look at um, from <laughs> the opening months of his Liverpool career when you know he's gone on record numerous times and spoke about that kind of baptism of fire. And I remember being in, I think it was on the outskirts of Bavaria at the training camp when he first linked up with the squad. And you could, you could tell just from... I was watching training from a footpath through a through a wire fence, and he, he was spying uh, on Liverpool. Much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, bolt, my bolt cutters in my pocket. Uh, Binoculars. <laughs> you could just tell it was it was a massive step up in terms of the the intensity and the, the of the training and like the quality of the players he was with. And I think he needed time, obviously, to adjust to that. Um, but yeah, I thought you know being at Brighton last weekend. Made you appreciate how far he's come because you know it was that fixture the Last, season before, yeah. you know, what, thirteen months earlier, when that was that was his big chance. Moreno had got injured in the European game and he was thrown in, and he, he knew for the first time, I'm now going to get a run in the team, and he's just never looked back. Um, and yeah, he thoroughly deserves that that new contract. You know, I know there's been various um, stories in the last six months of people saying. It's done. He's signed. It. He's got you know the new contract's done. And little handshake emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know I'm sure they're now patting themselves on the back saying I, I told you it was done six months ago. Hmm. Um, but I think it's a mark of just how well he has done this season. The fact that even going back three or four months, senior people at the club were saying not only were those stories rubbish, but they were unfair on Robertson because they didn't want it to look as if negotiations were actually ongoing. Because it, then it looks like he's stalling, he's trying to get more money out of the club or whatever. When they said the reality is there are no talks and there won't be until the summer. And you know, I think he's been that good in the last few months that clearly they decided, well, hang on a minute, we probably do need to look at this now rather than wait in, until the end of the season. Um, and he's got the improved terms that, that he deserves. And you know, I think he, both him and Klopp went on record yesterday as saying that and Klopp said it was a record deal in terms of from you know matter of days in terms of from opening talks to getting an agreement because you know he doesn't want to be anywhere else you know I think and he's just you couldn't meet a nicer fella than Andy Robertson as well you know he's so humble and down to earth and um, he's just got a brilliant brilliant backstory as well isn't it you know you can every performance he puts in you can tell what it means to him to to play for Liverpool you know what six years ago he was in the amateur ranks at Queen's Park in the Scottish third division, earning money by answering the phones and taking ticket requests and all the rest of it. So, but you know, he's got to where he is through absolute graft, but also, you know, he's got a huge amount of quality as well. Like I think he's the best left back in the Premier League. 
is he the best left back or one of the best left backs in Europe, Joe? Because if you look, um, not just here in this country, it's abroad where they've obviously paid attention to what Andy Robertson's been doing. I think it was against PSG uh, when Liverpool won 3-2. The L'Equipe did the ratings and they're notorious for being very harsh on players. Yeah. And I think they had Trent and Robertson had ridiculously high scores, like eight or nine. I think they said something like, you know, where, where on earth's he been kind of thing? You know, where's he been hiding? You know, played in the Champions League final, and now he and yeah. now he's, he could be playing for a team that could be winning the Premier League. One hundred percent. I think I'd be very shocked if there were more than three or four players better than him in his position. Marcelo's still one. Isn't he? He's, he's still. Marcelo's very. Still he's Robertson's so good. I mean, I have to admit, look, everything we've just said about Harry Wilson. I think I sat here in a podcast eighteen months ago. With Neil Jones writing off um, Andy Robertson saying he wasn't good enough for Liverpool. Were you, were you worried said, about Andy Robertson? <laughs> worried about him. And um, he's, I mean, what he works so hard and everything, but what I'm really sometimes just so impressed with is how much quality he has got because yeah. he is technically such a good player and some of the passes he can he can pick out when he comes inside. He's 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 so good. So um, yeah, really delighted to see him playing so well and yeah, it's just he's gone from strength to strength. It's, um, a real, but he, his, his story is rare. You don't get many players like to do do what he's done, and uh, yeah, it's it great to see. But it also, it's clear that as, as James mentioned, as as Joseph mentioned, then that he's a nice bloke. But he's also got that character that seems to has helped him fit in with the rest of the squad. Like they all seem to, they probably have arguments every now and again, but they all seem to get on, and that's something that maybe gets overlooked in terms of Liverpool's recruitment. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things Jurgen Klopp's always looking for, isn't he? The, the camaraderie and the. And the spirit in the camp, and he's, he's always been keen to kind of foster that as much as he can. And, and you can see that from all the hugs and, and the handshakes and every after every single game. And, and you hear little stories about Klopp calling Andy Robertson, you know, that you're the Scottish Braveheart now, and just little things like that that kind of filter out. And it is um, it basically all just centres around the fact that there is, a, there is a great spirit in the camp. And I think Robertson's new contract is uh, just kind of furthers the message that if you perform in this Liverpool team, then you will be rewarded. And of course, Liverpool only ever win the league when they've got a Scottish player playing. Now, James, next up is Crystal Palace on Saturday. Roy Hodgson, he's back. I know you're big mates for Roy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, we were both at Blackburn, remember? When we God, both, yeah, yeah, we both wrote that's got to be it, and it was. Yeah. That, um, and that was how many years ago? That now it's eight, eight years ago, and it just shows you how how much has changed in that time at Liverpool. But Hodgson has got this record where he wasn't very good at Anfield as a Liverpool manager, but he's never actually lost as an opposing manager. Is that why he hasn't, hasn't yeah. lost what, since he's, since he's gone come back? Or? Ever? He's, he's lost against Liverpool as a manager, hasn't he? Not, not, not Anfield. 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 Oh, right. To be fair, it's only three games, though. Right, right. But still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not going to be welcomed back with open arms, is he? I think it's more probably apathy than any kind of... General outpouring of he won't of get dis- any dislike any kind of reaction at all. He, no, will he? No. he won't. I know. I mean, there was he, he did absolutely nothing to to create any kind of bond when, during his six months at the club, and um, and just to be honest, repeatedly just alienated fans, didn't he? With his bizarre, mm. some of the bizarre things he he came out with from yeah, you know, from, the, the easy like the, underarm hits of. So tell us about the Anfield atmosphere. Is this one of the best ever? And he's, then what did he say? Yeah, he like, said well, Old, Old Trafford's, Trafford's good. Yeah, yeah. The San Siro was very good. <laughs> Um, you know, I remember being sat there at Old Trafford when Ferguson, who didn't do press conferences at the time, had been on MUTV on the big screen, accusing Torres of diving, <laughs> and uh, to get someone, someone got sent off in that game, didn't they? I think I remember which United player got sent off. And um, was it O'Shea or it no Evans? Was it Evans, Evans. And um, and then so it was put to Hodgson. Well, Ferguson's just been on accusing Torres of being a diver. What 
what would your response to that be? And he just said, oh, Sir Alex maybe had a better view of it than I did. <laughs> they gave him open goals. I exactly, think, yeah. yeah, yeah. The finish if, rate like you. Yeah. Just if Glenn Johnson sorry. thinks he's playing at his best, then I, I'm afraid we'll have to disagree. Yeah. That was another one, wasn't it? <laughs> can, I, can I just <laughs> rewatch? Trabs on Spurs, yeah. one of the one of famous European Utopia. Famous away winner Bolton as well, I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, and losing at Everton was the best performance of the season oh, don't yeah. forget God, yeah. and of course that's without even mentioning losing at home to Blackpool and getting knocked out of the League Cup by and Northampton and admitting that Liverpool were in a relegation battle yeah, yeah. yeah. Wolves got beaten Anfield by Wolves just yeah, after oh, Christmas that was, yeah, that, was, that was about as low as I've ever seen Liverpool that day that was yeah but does this make yeah I had therapy to go it's just all come back another, another classic podcast was rendered by Brexit head over it <laughs> but it does it does make you appreciate I mean it's like completely unrecognisable isn't it well that's my point yeah yeah like in terms of the playing squad when you think back to what an absolute you know when you were watching Paul Koncheski you know now you've got Andy Robertson one of the best in Europe and you know, Paulson in midfield and oh my god it was <laughs> <laughs> it's okay James it's gone now yeah. it's alright it's okay he has to get on that couch <laughs> 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 um, anyway so yeah, none of those are just... playing none of those are going to be playing against Liverpool no. uh, it's Crystal Palace who the last two away games they have won at Wolves and won at Manchester City yeah. which I think in a way helps Liverpool and helps Klopp in terms of his preparations for this one because I think if those results hadn't have happened, you'd have maybe looked at it, looked at the table, what they three or four points above the relegation zone. You know, you've already gone to Selhurst Park and won this season, and maybe a little hint of complacency would creep in, and you'd think, well, this will be all right here. But I think the fact that, you know, that if you're if you're Klopp, I'm sure he's used that as part of his preparation. The fact that, you know, what a warning that is. You know, look look at what they did at City, look at what what they did at Wolves. You know, two grounds that Liverpool know. Are really really tough to win at, so they they command respect. But I, I still think Liverpool have too much for them. Joe, what's your conversion rate then in front of goal? I haven't great. just slaughtered me. Great. great, is it really? What would it be? Yeah. What would it be? Better than yours. Oh really? Have you scored against Liverpool? No. Oh, oh god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, do you believe Palace is a bit of a banana skin then? Definitely. Uh, I hate Palace. They're just one of those horrible <laughs> sides. One of those horrible Premier League sides that the sooner they get relegated, they disappear. <laughs> They've got a decent just record at Anfield, Terrible though. kit. Just a dour, well, horrible team, aren't they? they? Were, well, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Also, 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 Liverpool, Liverpool find it very difficult to keep a clean sheet. I think they've, they've done two of the last three games, but they're the only two of the last 16, I think. Mm, but, yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> uh, Paul, can you have yeah. you got your sensible after yeah, what Joe just said? They've got some good players, haven't they? Obviously, like Zaha, Will, um, Andros Townsend. I, I hope Ben Teche plays because he's just gone so far off the boil. Yeah, but he through. always yeah. scores against Liverpool. He does. There's, there's quite a lot of former Liverpool you know, players. You know, as well. But the last time he scored was, well. the, was the two was two years ago, 2017. Got, got old, yeah. Both, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. I don't think he's scored a single goal since then, has he? It, it, I think he, he might have scored. Just awful. Like a Sunday league player these days, when you see him, he's just mm. gone so far removed from what he was at Aston Villa. It's unbelievable. And Crystal, um, sorry, I like the fellow in midfield. I can never say his name. Miljevovic. Yeah. The one who will take the inevitable take penalty yeah. because yeah. they always yeah. get one. Yeah. yeah. So they've got some decent players, and, and they got some mad players. Well, I know he's injured tomorrow, but. Wayne Hennessy. <laughs> Wayne Hennessy is a Premier League goalkeeper. Well, instead, James, James Spironi Spironi in goal. Yeah, they've got my dad in goal. Uh, or somebody old enough to be my dad, anyway. Is it Spironi in Spironi, goal? Yeah. Was he 39? 39. He's probably three years younger than though. He is, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but does that help Liverpool in any way, or does it just... 
just something else. It's just something else, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, yeah. But, you know, maybe... But I actually, I don't agree with Joe on many things, but I think Hennessy's horrendous. So, um, you know, I, I actually think he's, he can't be any worse than Hennessy, so I can't see having much of an impact. Wouldn't surprise hey, me. On, is, if... one, is Hennessy Welsh? He yeah. is, isn't he? Yeah. And Harry Wilson's Welsh. Can you tell us something else going on there, Joe? Welsh people, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Quite, clearly. Quite clearly. We've got a big Welsh following. On this podcast, yeah, I don't, I don't dislike Welsh people. <laughs> <laughs> Did Brexit. That make that clear? Brexit head over here nope. dislikes all foreigners. Hang on a minute, says who? Well, Fabino Five says yeah. who. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I was right. The, the fact that you're trying to get more English players in the I'm just team. seeing the problems ahead. That's all I'm doing. Anyway, we'll come to the team selection then for Crystal Palace before we finish with the predictions. What are we saying the team then? My team, or what do we think? Well, what the do we think the team's going to be? Well, the keeper. Are we so saying? Are we, say, are we saying? Well, mi- just, just a que- it's, a, it's a fair question. <laughs> are we saying it? Milner right back? Milner will play. Are we right saying back. Matip centre back? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. So we're going to say Robertson and Van Dijk. What are we saying? Four two three one. Yeah. Are we saying Fabinho and Henderson? Assuming when Alden's not fit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the three, are we saying Shakiri, Firmino and yeah, 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 Mane yeah, yeah. and Salah? Good, right predictions, Joe. One nil Liverpool. One nil. One nil. Ghosty. Two nil. I am going to go. Oh. One one. There you go. One one. One one. one. Two one Liverpool. You are a dollar horrible. Did you know that Liverpool have won every Premier League game that Shakiri started? Correct. So there's gonna be a question at a quiz tonight. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give anything away. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we shall leave you. Join us uh, next week where we will look back at the game against Crystal Palace. Cheerio. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.